Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I am Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is my good friend and introbot, Bebop Robomogo Wanatron. Say hi to everyone, Bebop. Periscope. What? Scopatel. What are you doing, Bebop? Every season, you start out the show the same way. Imagine you have a telescope. And last season, I asked you not to do that, but then you just did it anyway. Well, you know, it's it's kind of a... Callback. I know, I know. You said that already. Well, not this year, my friend. This year, I'm getting inside your head. Your mind is mine, fluffy butt. You're not going to be able to say Brella Pope because I'm going to say it so many different ways. You're not going to remember how to say it right. That's never going to work, Bebop. Krellinope. Bebop. Fella joke. That doesn't even... Teletubby. Okay, enough of that, Bebop. I can say Hella spoke just fine, thank you. Let's forget Bebop's mind games and concentrate on what is happening. We are back for season four of the Alien Adventures of Fincaspian. If you have never listened to an episode of the show before, thank you so much for checking us out. But... May I humbly suggest you go back to Season 1, Episode 1, because otherwise, this will probably make very little sense. It picks up right where the end of Season 3 left off, and so now that you've had that warning, to all of you who have been on this journey with us since Episode 1, the room behind the room... Behind the room. Stop it. We now go to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Alien Adventures of Fincaspian, the room behind the room... Behind the room. Behind the room. Imagine you had the most powerful telescope in the universe, and you aimed its lens straight past everything orbiting your sun. It's the planets, the asteroids the comets, and all that dust and gas clogging up your Milky Way, straight out past, say, NASA's New Horizons probe out there by the Kuiper Belt. Hey, I'm working here. Straight out of your galaxy and through to light years beyond, and you saw the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station way out there in a galaxy that you don't recognize, and because you have spent a lot of time at the telescope, you can sense something is off about it. 
Something is wrong. Something is different about this space station that has been on so many adventures. Home to so many heroes and explorers. Home to people who have gone so far and seen so much and yet still remain dedicated to the mission of finding a planet where humans could one day live to helping each other on whatever planet they approach and often helping the alien life forms they find on those planets. Something is different about the Marlow. The lights that typically pour out of its windows and cast pale clouds into the deep reaches of space have dimmed or are dark altogether. The astronauts you have seen so many times through this most powerful telescope in the universe, which is pretty cool you have that, by the way, walking its hallways or playing in its compartments, you don't see them. And the robots, typically there are very serious and ridiculous robots roaming the Marlowe, either helping or causing mischief, but where are they? Where are the robots? Why does the Marlowe appear abandoned? But wait, the Marlowe is rotating now, and see? See it? You can see the glow coming out of the large window near the crown of the station, the captain's bridge. There is activity on the captain's bridge. The light of all of the controls, the navigation systems, the sonars, everything the captain needs to do her job are lit. And if you train that telescope to go in closer to the window of the bridge, you'd be able to see that the astronauts staffing the various stations on the Marlow are kids. They're kids. Could that be right? But yes, there is Faithy Van Osdell working the communications board. And at the sonars, Paige's best friend, Adia Manzan. And there are kids sitting there doing nothing, just staring out the window or looking at... At... Who is that? Sitting in the captain's chair. Is that an adult? The only adult you've seen so far aboard the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station? The one with the weird smile on his face? The one who... Is that a mustache? If you train your telescope in even closer, you will see that indeed this adult has the most regrettable mustache caked with an unhealthy and downright greedy amount of dust from too much astronaut ice cream consumed in too short a time. And it is only one man who could have a mustache as terrible as that. Bunce. Bunce. Just the name. Bunce. Reverberating in your head. Bunce. It feels like a snowball hitting you when you're looking the other way. But You don't need a radar or a sonar or anything to hear what's happening aboard that spaceship. You know what's happening. Bunts. He's taking over. Bunts. You don't even want to say the name. Bunts. The name itself feels like it can come all the way from the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station through the light years of other galaxies, past the planets, the asteroids, the comets, and all that dust and gas clogging up your Milky Way right back through your telescope and poke you in the eye. Bunts. But let's shake off that feeling for a moment. Let's try to remember that this is the famous Marlowe 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station, and that even with a slippery weasel with an appetite for worms like bunts in the captain's chair, it is still a place where heroes can be found, where explorers who have faced worse than a galumph with poor bathing habits like bunts can be found plodding, 
planning and working together to take back their space station. And also, there's Voltronic Zoo. Let me out of here, Cloco. I'll take that bunce guy and throw him out of the space station like a frisbee. Voltronics was still in the closet, where Elias had been attempting to repair him before he was called away. And Robocloco was still in there with him, keeping the robot company. And when Bunce had come aboard and made the announcement that he was now in charge of the Marlow, the dogbot had kept Voltronics from doing anything, well, too Voltronics-y. And what are you going to throw him out of here with? said Cloco. Your arm is still on the floor. I could play fetch with it. Easier than you could throw with it. Well, we can't just sit here and not do anything, Cloco. Where is your courage? I have plenty of courage, Zuby. But we don't know if Bunce is alone, or if he has a whole team of villains on the station. And he's on the bridge with all of the kids. We can't just barge in there. We don't know what he'd do. Voltronic sighed and slumped against the wall. It was bad enough that he'd embarrass himself by letting his battery die in the middle of open space. And then he'd hurt himself during a silly dance and wasn't even able to go out on all the adventures Troop 301 were now out on. And now that they knew that those adventures were just a diversion so Bunce could take over the ship, he couldn't even do anything to take back the Marlowe. At some point, you will be able to earn back your title of coolest robot on the Marlow, said Cloco, sensing that Voltronics was frustrated. Trust me, we just have to wait for the right time. Wait, do people really call me the coolest robot? Shh, someone's here. They could hear someone shuffling along the hallway. A shadow stopped, blocking the light coming in under the door. Cloco looked at Voltronics, warning him to stay quiet. Voltronics nodded, and Cloco watched the shadow for movement. Come on, you chucklehead! Stop standing out there if you want to battle, then the mighty Voltronics Zoo is here for it! Come, get some! The door opened quickly, and a silhouette loomed large over them. It is a truth universally that it was the worst of times, and most men and women will grow up to love their servitude and will never dream of revolution. It was the Protofessor. The confused robot who had had too many books downloaded onto his hard drive, who wandered the Marlowe a jumble of literary quotes, his language never quite making sense to anyone who heard it. Oh, it's you, Proto, said Voltronix. It is a truth universally that it was the worst of times, and most men and women will grow up to love their servitude and will never dream of revolution. Yes, we heard you, but we don't understand you. Wait said Robocloco. Say that one more time, Proto. It is a truth universally that it was the worst of times and most men and women will grow up to love their servitude and will never dream of revolution. Protofessor turned and began heading back down the hallway. Robocloco picked up Voltronix's arm in his teeth. <laughs> Voltronix pulled his arm out of Cloco's mouth. Thanks. I think Proto is up to something, said Cloco. Let's follow him, but quietly. The two robots skulked out of the supply closet, sticking close to the walls and moving as quietly and softly as they could behind Proto. They traveled through the winding hallways, always fearful of who might come around and discover them. 
Attention, robots of the Marlow! This is Commander Bunce. Hmm, Captain Bunce? Supreme High Ruler Bunce? Hmm, let's go with the Admirable Admiral Bunce. I have with me on the bridge every single child, astronaut, explorer, whatever, on the Marlow. But, according to my count, there is one missing. Robots, find this child. You have until 0100 hours to bring him or her to the bridge, or else I start filling those explorer pods with children and firing them to unknown planets across the galaxy. The Admirable Admiral Bunce, out. Cloco and Voltronics looked at each other and then picked up their pace after the Protofessor, who hadn't stopped to listen to Bunce. Oh, and one more thing. Bring me the rest of that astronaut ice cream. Bunce out. Cloco and Voltronics found the Protofessor standing outside the robot engineering room. The door opened. It was empty except for all of the decommissioned and half-built robots. There you two are. Genevieve Brooks stepped out from behind one of the larger robots. I sent Proto out hours ago to find you. He's the only one who wouldn't have looked suspicious in the hall. Genevieve, said Cloco. So you're the one missing kid. That's me. Are you two here to turn me in? Or are you here to help me take back this ship? I am said Voltronics. He raised his hand that was holding his arm, so really, he was raising two hands. Wait, which one? said Genevieve. You're here to turn me in or save the ship? Oh, oh, the saving. Definitely the saving one. Of course, said Cloco. Great. Then Lancebot here will have to fix you up quickly, Voltronics. Genevieve's robot appeared from behind another robot. Tally-ho, good sir. By your good grace, please lie upon this gurney, and I shall get to the repairing. Do you have any idea what you're doing? Not a one, said Lancebot. It's fine, it's fine, said Genevieve. I had him download the books that were on the desk over there. He knows the basics. Lance, why don't you actually start repairing the arm without Voltronics? Cloco, you stay here too, and let us know if anyone approaches. Voltronics, I need you to come with me. The two went into the room behind the room, the sterile environment where robot parts were manufactured. Is this where you tell me how you were able to avoid bunts? Said Voltronics. Genevieve shook her head and pushed a large box to the side, revealing a small door. She knocked on it three times and it slid open. Whoa, said Voltronics. There really is a room behind the room behind the room. Okay, said Genevieve. So before Bunce boarded the Marlow, I received a warning. I wish I could have told someone, but it was like boom, boom, no time. I heard about what was going to happen, and then it happened. He was already here, rounding everybody up. You got a warning? From who? Genevieve got on all fours and crawled through the small door. Valtronics just barely squeezed through behind her. The door opened into a round, medium-sized room. There were small doors, just like the one they'd come through, everywhere around the circle. I discovered this room one night while I was playing hide-and-seek, said Genevieve. I don't think it's even on the schematics for the Marlow, and I think it was made for something just like this, 
Each of these doors opens to a different part of the space station. We can go anywhere on the ship without using the hallways. We're basically smack dab in the middle of the Marlow. The library is right above us. Okay, but that doesn't answer my question. So, I knew this was the only place that I could hide them. The ones who warned me. And who was that? Genevieve chuckled. <laughs> Look up. Voltronics peered up into the darkness, and he could make out two shapes that almost looked like dragons clinging to the ceiling. They both spoke at once. Grand salutations! All right, I am here with my son and editor, Griffin Robomogo Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. All right, Griff, we're back. We're back. It's so good to have you back in the studio with me. How are you doing? So what did you think of this week's episode? Um, about... Uh, oh, the suspense is killing me. 500 million percent awesome. <laughs> that is a high percentage. Thank you so much. What did you, uh, you like about it? Yeah, I'm back! Yeah, right, right. Um, do you have any questions about what's happening? You know how, like... Twins are connected to their family. Maybe yeah. he, something might have happened, and and they, they can now track him too. Oh, so you think that that maybe Olivia and Olivia? We didn't even say that's who it is, but you called it. Reza was about to say what he saw. You said Olivia and Olivia, and then you started doing a little victory dance for guessing <laughs> it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you think that Olivia and Olivia may be connected to Bun somehow, or? Have been tracking Bunce all this time? Yeah. Well, we may find out in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) But were you wondering what was going on with everybody else who was still down on the Puzzle Master's planet? Yeah. What do you think they're doing right now? I think they're trying to find Bunce's Explorer Pod or like something they can build a new Explorer Pod out of to transport all the people off them. To get back to the Marlow? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think in the next episode we should go find out what's happening with them, or should we stay on the Marlow? Find out what hap- what's happening with them. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's what we'll do then. But I'm not telling you. We'll find out in the next episode of <laughs> The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. All right. So anything else? Any other questions? Any other thoughts about this episode? How did you feel about the return of the most powerful telescope in the universe? Seriously? <laughs> um, anything else? Any other questions? Uh... All right, then you know what time it is. Jokes! No! No! It's been so long you forgot. You forgot that it is... Jokes. Art time! Exactly. All right, so here are all of our amazing artists who send in food for Bebop over our break. Okay, this week we need to thank Liam, who's six, from Coppell, Texas. Lola, who's eight, from Queensland, Australia. Sela, who's nine, from Minnetonka, Minnesota. Ashby, who's five and a half, from Santa Cruz, California. Ruth, who is six. And Maeve, who is four, from Hurdle Mills, North Carolina. Asha, from Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada. Isaac, who is five, from Lyle, Illinois. Jocelyn, who is nine, from Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Oren Lazarus, who is nine. Joshua, who is nine, from Denton, Texas. Jacob, who is seven, from Wales, in the UK. Jacob, I would like to know if you are a Swansea fan. 
Wary, who's seven, from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Our pal Gapu, who just turned five, from Sonoma County, California. Ezra, who is seven, from Portland, Oregon. Baden, who is eight, from Brisbane, Australia. And Anastasia, who is seven, and Elise, who is ten, from Cyprus, Texas. All right, thanks again so much, everybody who sent in the art. And now it is... Uh, joke time! <laughs> All right, so our first joke comes from art submitter Liam from Coppell, Texas. Hello, I'm Liam from Coppell, Texas, and I have two jokes to tell here. My jokes are, why did nobody like the restaurant on the moon? Because it had no atmosphere. <laughs> Second joke, how do you know if a bot is very smart? Because it knows bots and bots of wolves. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Liam. And then this next one comes from his sister, Cora. I am Cora from Capo, Texas. Why do crowds like stars? Because they make cloud stations. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Cora. And now we have a joke from Baron all the way over in London, England. Hello, this is Baron from London, England. Um, what is an alien's favorite flower? A sunflower. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Baron. All right, thank you so much for those jokes. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we end this episode, girl? No one forget Sound Club. <laughs> no no one. one forget Sound Club. No one. No one's gonna forget Sound Club, especially your father. All right, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode. I hope you liked it, and we'll be back again next Wednesday with another episode of the Alien Adventures of Fincastman. Say bye to everybody, Griff. Goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. All right, thanks, Griff. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. Season four. Can you believe it? Season four. It means so much to me that you're still listening to the show. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, your sounds. I know we didn't do a sound club submission this week, but we will. I promise. There just wasn't a lot of sound happening on the Marlow this week. Also, if you have signed up for our newsletter, thank you so much. The first one comes out this Friday, so make sure you sign up for that. The link will be in the show notes. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, nicest human in the multiverse. For more information about the music, the art, everything about the show, check out the show notes and check out bestrobotever.com which has all of our new shows including Pants on Fire The Mind Crystal and Six Minutes you will love those shows I promise thanks again for coming back and having some more fun with us and we will see you next week Helipad Scopa Gel Wellanope Melon Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? 
There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.